0: Hello and thank you for listening to the Revolutionary Stewardship Podcast. My name is Jay Schurz, a pastor and certified kingdom advisor. We appreciate the fact you're using wisdom from this podcast to facilitate better financial stewardship in your life. If you have questions about today's podcast, feel free to give me a call at 888-226-7614. You can find us at kingdomplanetadvisory.com as well. I'm going to give you some food for thought today. Now, I know that, and including myself, when I was younger, it was a drive to make as much money as you could. So, you know, in the military, that was pretty much a fixed income. But when I returned from serving in Panama, I worked overtime. I actually worked uh, security for the Atlanta Braves for a couple of years. On all my days off, if it wasn't the Braves, it was at uh, it was at Fulton County Stadium. And I uh, security for. The Falcons or the Braves or whatever was going on at that particular time at Fulton County Stadium. And I enjoyed that, but it was all about how much money that I could make. You know, it's I was raising a family, and, and according to First Timothy 5.8, we are to provide for our family, especially those of our immediate household. So I felt like it was necessary. It was necessary for a couple of things. One, it was pretty expensive to raise a family with three young kids. The second thing was I had started to accumulate some debt uh, revolving debt so i was making minimum monthly payments which you and i both know that was a bad idea so <clears throat> when i got out of the military active duty in um 19 let me let me think this is 1992 uh i joined the national guard for another seven years but uh i went to work for the state of indiana department of corrections and i worked there for three or four years and i worked every day off that I could until I made lieutenant and then when I made lieutenant they just give you comp time they don't give you overtime so it really didn't make as much sense because I wasn't making any more money so I started doing odd jobs I was actually refinishing antique furniture so it was always about you know work 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 and I and I I have no problem with work I'm not uh, allergic to work and then in 1996 when my father who was a financial planner uh spoke to me and 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 we we decided that I was going to have a big career change. Um you know, I went from making you know 30-40 thousand a year to making six figures in a very short time period. Um and and that was definitely a blessing from God. And I still worked and worked and worked. You know, I looked at others in the industry and to see how much they made and I was like, I want to be like them. You know, I knew guys that were making you know a hundred, two hundred, three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars a year and I I I wanted to be them, right? Without really digesting the the purpose of what I was trying to accomplish. So now that I've been doing this for a quarter of a century um and, and time flew, people, oh my gosh, time flies, and you know that. I realize it's not how much you make. It's how much you save that matters. So would you rather be the person who makes $60,000 a year and saves 20000 Or would you rather make $100,000 a year and save 5000 Now I know a lot of people would say, I want to make 100000 But if you're spending everything you make, you're really not making that much. Let that sink in for a minute. If you're spending everything you make... You're really not making that much. Now, we just seen this stimulus package that came out. Um, two or three different checks over the last 12 months or so. And that money's gone. People didn't didn't save, uh, you know, didn't pad their emergency funds. They went out and they bought stuff. People that are in my circle, uh, family, Um the last one. I mean, some of them were pretty significant checks, uh, depending on how many kids you had. Three kids in a family of five. I mean, that was, you got like seven thousand dollars, and I seen people just blow through that. I mean, it was just like it was on fire. Like if they if they held it too long, that you know they would spontaneously combust. And now they're back to where they were before they got that stimulus check. Broke, people. You have to save money for your later years. You, you, now, I, I'm not a conspiracy theor, theorist that says, well, you know, Social Security is going to be gone. I don't believe that for a minute. And I know a lot of my conservative friends think otherwise. I don't. That's, that's political suicide for anybody that says we're going to do away with Social Security. It, it's not going to happen. Um, but at the same time, if, if that is your only retirement plan, you're, you're going to have problems. Because I see people that are living on Social Security and it's, I'm not going to say they're unhappy, but it's, you know, its they run a pretty tight budget. So here's the reality. For those people that start saving when they're 20 and 30 years of age, they're going to work until they're about 60 or 65. It's just pretty normal. And they're going to have a pretty decent retirement to, to supplement their Social Security you know if their retirement is big enough uh, or their savings is big enough their their social security is going to supplement their investments and i've i've got many clients that are in that particular situation what is more normal is people don't save money when they're younger because they're raising families and i and i kind of empathize with that and sympathize i get it and they don't start really saving until they're in their 40s people if you don't start saving until you're in your 40s, you're going to work until you're 70. That's just what's going to happen. Uh, either that or you're going to live on a tight budget. Um, and and I personally, I plan on working until the day I'm dead if God will allow me to work. Uh, I don't ever plan on just stopping. Uh, you know, I enjoy what I'm doing. I enjoy educating people. I enjoy the clients that I have because they've become very good friends. I enjoy what I do. And but it's just the reality. So he, let me give you a, a just a very recent situation. So I had a, a husband and wife that called um and they said, "Jay, you know, we'd really like to consolidate some of these things." Uh so we we had dinner and and they brought everything they had. Um the wife had about uh is either 5 or 6. Uh she was in the the healthcare industry, a nurse, RN. But she had old 403Bs and, and 401Ks from six of her previous employers. Nothing real sizable. Okay. I'm not talking about, you know, some of them may have been five figures, but for the most part, they were four figures. But she had never cashed any of those in. But at the same time, she just left them where they were. And she got to the point where, like, oh, you know, I'm getting all these statements. I really don't know what I have. I want to consolidate. So we did that. That's not normal. That is not normal. Normally, if I sit down with someone who's in their 30s or 40s, I say, you know, tell me about your work history. And the, you know the average uh, number of, of places that a person works now in their lifetime is at, at 10. When I started in this, it was 7. So it's up to 10. People t- change jobs on average of 10 times in their working years from age 22 to 65. 10 times. That's the average. And what we see now, or what I see now, is that people every time they work at a place for two or three years, they accumulate five six seven ten thousand dollars in the four hundred one k, and when they leave, they cash it out, and they pay off credit cards, or they pay off certain things, or they whatever the the excuse is, they justify cashing those in. So they're paying a a penalty for early withdrawal pre six or fifty nine and a half, plus they're paying taxes on it, so they're getting about seventy percent of what was saved. So. Then, at the age of 40 or 45, they come to me and they're like, you know, we're getting a little concerned. Well, where, you know, where have you worked at? Well, you know, I worked here, here, and here. Where are those retirements? Well, I cashed them in. So, you're basically starting at zero at age 45. That's dangerous. Now, it doesn't mean it's too late. I'm just saying it's dangerous, which means that you're going to have to, you can either live on a budget now, or you can live on a budget when you're not working anymore. Okay? Okay. I would much rather be financially comfortable at age 65 plus than spending everything that I make now for materialistic things and, and, and you know, being buried in debt and doing all those things. You know, at, at the same time, people say, well, I want to do it while I'm still healthy and I can enjoy it. People, you can. But it doesn't mean that, you know, if you make 100000 that you got to spend 99000 the real The real scenario here is people are spending more than they make, so if they make a hundred thousand they're actually spending more, and they do that by utilizing debt that's dangerous you know I thought the the holy grail was was making a hundred thousand dollars, and it wasn't it wasn't it doesn't matter how much you make it's how much you save now I want to give you the best advice that I can give you if you have a hard time saving okay it needs to be automated all right because most people won't write a check to invest that's just that's just normal people don't if you have a if you have an opportunity uh, for a retirement plan whether it be a 401k or a 403b or a 457 through your employer people that's where you start okay now i want you to have an emergency fund set up before you really start burying money into a retirement plan I want that emergency fund to be in place. All right? Because I don't want your 401k to be your emergency plan. And and in most cases it is for a lot of people. That's not good. Okay? Number one, emergency funds are for for liquidity, immediate cash. Even if you took it from your 401k, it's going to take you a while to get it. And then you're once again you're going to get about 70% of that if you're pre 59 and a half. So, automated. That is the the you know the the use of just a a um, automatic withholding from your normal pay. Now I like to start people at about five percent at the minimum. Make sure that you're meeting the match. If the match is three percent at the minimum, you need to set aside three percent. So it'd be six percent total. But you're 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 getting free money if you meet the match. And then as you age and, you know, you become an empty nester and you got, you know, maybe the house paid off or some cars paid off or your student debt paid off, at that time is when you really say, what is the maximum that I could put into my 401k? And you need to try to hit that. You know, you're going to be upwards of six, seven, eight hundred dollars a month um, to set aside into there, but you need to do that, okay? You need to do that. Um, depending on what, you know, what, what you have available. Um, I've got a lot of people that are maxing out their 401k. Well, I shouldn't say a lot of people. I've got some people that are maxing out their 401ks and then they're setting aside money in non-qualified, uh, saving, uh, uh, vehicles, but it's automated. It, it, I mean, it's kind of like pain-free. It's something that you do without writing a check. And I found that that is what is most beneficial, now, just in my own personal situation, I set aside a a automatic withdrawal from my checking account every month that goes into a, a non-qualified investment account. It just happens. You know, and I really I don't miss it. It just goes in there. And if I got a little extra, you know, I, I'm not saying I'm the best saver in the world, um, but being in the business, I understand that we got to save. Um, and being a, a a person who educates on on scripture, um, you know it's important that we set aside for later and we set aside for rainy days and we diversify. Very important. But the the ease of automatic withholding from your paycheck and at the minimum automatic withdrawals from your checking account. People it 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 adds up. <coughs> it may not seem like a lot in the beginning. You know, you may have a hundred or two hundred dollars a month Going into this, um, but after a while it starts to accumulate, okay? One of the best recommendations I can make is when you have a, a raise, let's say January 1st, and your raise is 3%, for example, or 2%, increase your automatic investing <coughs> Excuse me, by that amount. Is very beneficial. If you do that, you're going to be in a much better position than the person who's not saving anything at all. not saving anything at all. Now, I'm going to stop it right there. I, I don't want to get too in-depth. I, I just want to make it simple. First, don't be cashing in your 401ks or retirement plans every time you change a job. Don't do that. Consolidate them. Roll them into an individual retirement account. One place, a depository, and don't use it for emergencies, okay? That's not what it's designed for. <coughs> Set it aside. And then if you have problems saving, make it an automated, uh, automated feature. If you need help with that, you know, if you want to know how to start, um, please give me a call 888 226 7614. I'd be glad to help you. God bless, and I hope to talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Revolutionary Stewardship. I encourage you to visit kingdomplanadvisory.com to read our latest articles and sign up for our monthly newsletter. If you would like to arrange a free stewardship consultation, please schedule on our website, or you may call 888 226 seven six one four securities offered through vanderbilt securities llc member finra sipc and registered with msrb advisory services offered through vanderbilt advisory services god bless